Welcome to Farm Chica's podcast, focusing on a little thing different than normal cooking methods, sous vide cooking, process of low and slow, French word for under the vacuum. And it's a method of cooking in which you place food in food grade bags underwater at a constant temperature with the precision temperature to cook things. Absolutely fantastic. Sous vide cooking requires a bunch of different equipment, which we'll go through today. We'll also talk about how to prevent bacteria and food spoilage. And sous vide in general is just a consistent temperature lower than usual for cooking and usually longer. The purpose of placing that food item in the vacuum sealed bag is to separate the food from its heating environment in that pressurized enclosure to provide improved flavor and texture. The preparation of food under pressure is actually a novel engineering by American and French engineers in the mid-1960s. Although this method was developed, it wasn't fully adopted until about 1974 by a French chef for a restaurant in France. He cooked foie gras, which is essentially duck and goose liver, And he noted that it actually had less loss of fat and had better texture than cooked other ways. Another pioneer in sous vide was Bruno Goussaint, who is a chief scientist at a food-based manufacturing company and ended up in 1991 establishing the Culinary Research and Education Academy. He became well-known for his training of top chefs in the method and creating parameters of cooking times and temperatures for various foods under what we consider today sous vide. Welcome to Farm Chica, the podcast dedicated to providing a holistic model for promoting sustainable lifestyles and ways to engage in traditional methods of homesteading. Join me, Rene Delgado Riley, a native-born New Mexican, as I share how I respect Mother Nature through easy-to-apply tips that anyone can do. Through this podcast, I hope to inspire you to tap into your ancestral roots and live a more traditional, simple life that focuses on sustainability and respect to the earth. So join me as I share 20 to 30 minute tips that anyone can do. Gosh, when I first heard about sous vide cooking was actually when I was in culinary school. Yes. When I finished my PhD, culinary school is something I've always been fascinated with. I've been cooking since as early as I can remember, always feeling really excited in the kitchen. I still remember my mom coming home from work and telling me about an upcoming potluck. And I was quick to volunteer to cook or bake whatever dish she had signed up for, which ironically, looking back now as being a mother, (laughs) I think she was just excited after a long day of work not to actually have to cook or bake something. So I guess I was being very helpful, but at the same time, I was just really excited. So anyway, when I decided to go to culinary school, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, But what I learned very quickly was that it's a skill set. It's a technique. It's about uh, time is of the essence. And that is the most important thing in the culinary world. And when you graduate culinary school, you don't come out as a chef. You come out as somebody with a skill set, but you still have to work your way up in the hierarchy and the industry. And so that was actually um, really important. But the other thing that was really drilled into me from all my courses embedded was 
food safety and primarily trying to prevent foodborne illnesses. And as you all know, food is something we all consume as humans. And as we look back in time, people can get really sick from eating bad food. People can even die. And so food safety is so critical. And so in my culinary classes, that is something that I became very acclimated with and very familiar with. And I've always been pretty clean in the kitchen, but there's a difference between clean and sanitizing, which kills all those foodborne elements and viruses and microbial activity. And so that is something that was really important to me. So in the culinary classes, usually you get a lecture-based class, which is just really classroom academics. But then the other important part is you get practice. You actually are working in the kitchens. You're there for hours. You're given kind of um, competencies that you have to complete for that day. And so in the experience with that, um, the chefs or my instructor, along with their sous chefs and the other cooks that were there, they would kind of be monitoring. But throughout that time, we're just there on our own cooking our own things. So they would also prep. And one of the things um, that Central New Mexico College had, which I went to in Albuquerque, New Mexico for my culinary experience and education, is they had a bistro that they would offer every, um, I don't even know how regularly it was, but it was like a five course high end dining experience for really, really cheap. And basically it was to give students the experience for front of the house and back of the house experience in the industry. So during our culinary adventures where we would be doing soups or sauces or whatever we were cooking that day, our chefs and their sous chefs would be there prepping for the bistro. And so in all the preparation, it was really cool to see like the amazing creations they were making. And one of the things that our chef was making was something um, sous vide. And I did not, I had never been acclimated with this type of cooking, but it's essentially a precision cooker. It's an instrument you hook into like a tub, you plug it in, runs off electricity, you set a timer and a temperature. And basically what it does is it's immersed in the water and it's constantly moving the water around to maintain that singular temperature. You see, when you cook on the stove and you have a pot or a pan, whatever you're cooking in, there's differentials in the different temperatures of where you're at. So you can never quite maintain the same temperature throughout the entire experience. Even when you're boiling something, there's different temperature in the water. It's not, it's not being circulated to the point where it's consistent. So the precision cooker for sous vide essentially does that is it's constantly moving the water around to have a consistent temperature. It's the one cookie method that has the most consistent temperature control. So it's really cool. <laughs> At any rate, normally you get a precision cooker. There's a lot out there. Um, I have been always pretty biased to the Innova culinary cookers. Um, those are um, come with a pretty heavy price tag. Um, they're definitely going to cost you anywhere from $150 to about $300. Um, but they're, to me, one of the best best investments you can make for any kind of culinary experience. So if you want to bring this into your home, and I know during the pandemic, a lot more people were getting adventurous in the kitchen and cooking and coming up with new recipes and just exploring. But I can tell you sous vide cooking is a really sophisticated technique, and it's really easy to do if you have that precision cooker. So that precision cooker, I have the Innova. I have the latest model. It's Bluetooth. It has an app. I can set it for my phone. I can set the temperature control. I can set the timer. It just makes it really easy for me and convenient. Um, I paid 
$250 on sale for mine, um, regular $300. Um, but what I did is I ended up clicking on Amazon and doing the price watch. And so when it dropped around the holidays is when I went ahead and put it in my cart and pressed buy. It's a really great investment. I've been doing sous vide cooking for a really long time. So that precision cooker is going to be the biggest expense. Um, so you need some type of big vessel to hook that precision cooker up to. It's really cool. It has a little um, adjusting knob that you can um, clip clip it onto anything. Um, so initially when I first started sous vide cooking, which I still do today, is I have my large giant canning pot that I bought at Walmart for like 15, 20 bucks, really cheap, not super expensive. And so that is actually the large vessel that I fill with water. I hook the precision cooker up and I set my temperature that way. They sell um, tons of sous vide actually tubs that are specialized. They're usually um, leaner and taller and so they provide more depth. Um, so that's kind of nice and convenient if you have something large, like I've done um, the turkey for Thanksgiving sous vide and so those bigger, larger tubs are more convenient for fitting large types of food that you're going to be cooking. Um, and you can pretty much use just about anything. Um, if you don't have anything else in your kitchen, you can just get one of your giant pots um, that you cook with anyways, like such as boiling pasta, fill it up and use the precision cooker. But obviously, it's only going to fit small amounts of food. Well, when I sous vide, because it does use a lot of water um, and I'm from New Mexico and water conservation has been bred into me since my existence and even before that with my ancestors. So I'm always conscious about water. Um, and another tip, by the way, when you're done with the water, you can go water a plant or something outside. Once it cools down, you don't want it super hot. At any rate, um, I just use the canning pot, but you can use whatever you want. And you normally when I sous vide cook, I try to cook a lot at a time. I do a lot of meal prep and what's really nice about sous vide cooking um, with the vacuum sealed bags is once they come out of the pot, you can dry them off, fold them really nicely, and they freeze really well and stack up. So I tend to meal prep that way. So you need that precision cooker. That's going to be your biggest expense, but I can't recommend this. If you want to serve a gourmet dinner that is super tender and amazing, everything that I've cooked sous vide just comes out so tender and amazing. So another thing, um, you'll find a lot of recipes online and they even say you can use like a gallon size Ziploc bag or any other kind of Ziploc bag. Um, I try to avoid that mainly because they're not food grade bags. And mind you, when I went to culinary school, food safety was really drilled into us. And so when I think about um, preventing any kind of bacteria or uh, viruses or anything. I always try to go for food grade things. Um, I also use food grade sanitizers. You can go to any like restaurant supply store or even just look online. Um, this is basically what the restaurant industry does. And this kills like a lot of stuff and what it's usually a concentrated, um, I do the concentrated liquid. So it's a super highly concentrated, um, component and then I dilute it with some water. You could do the same thing with bleach. Bleach is great, but bleach is really strong. Bleach stains. It's really your preference. Um, our ancestors use bleach. Um, I just use that restaurant sanitizer because it smells good and it's food grade. I can use that on, I mean, I don't wash my meat in it, <laughs> um, but it's something that can, if it hits the surface of food, it's not going to spoil your food. It's not going to make you sick. Um, it's food grade. Um, so I really like that sanitizing fluid. It's just, it's really super great for the cooking. Um, I also, 
opt for the food saver. Um, that's something that I've used, the food saver vacuum seal um, prop equipment. I've bought those at Costco. They go on sale. It's a little over a hundred bucks. So for any sous vide cooking, you're going to probably invest anywhere from two to $400 just to kind of have this cooking there. But what I can say, it's one of the best forms of cooking. Um, once you've had something sous vide, you'll, you'll never want to cook any other way. Um, I can make meat taste really great by braising it, cooking it slow. And even in my fancy um, expensive Dutch oven, I can make it taste really good, but it's still not the same as that sous vide cooking method. So I've talked about equipment, what you need, and again, food grade sanitizer, <laughs> the precision cooker, a large vessel of some sort, and you need the vacuum seal bags. Again, if you kind of just want to get started with the Ziplocs, you can. I would just say sanitize them really well with that food grade sanitizer, but I still per prefer the food saver system and Costco is really great. They have all the equipment there. They have all the reusable bags. And what I like about the food saver is you can custom cut your bags for the specific size of food. So if I'm doing salmon, I'm going to make smaller pouches. If I'm going to do more than one chicken breast, I'm going to have larger ones. Or when I've done like something like a turkey, I need a larger bag. So uh, definitely I love the food saver for that purpose. So what is the process of sous vide cooking? So really the key component, as I mentioned earlier, is having that consistent temperature throughout that cooking vessel allows the perfect control of temperature. Normally when you cook sous vide, you're cooking at a much lower temperature than you would on your stovetop or in your oven. And so it's a really low temperature. So you have to think about bacteria and viral growth in anything because you're at a lower temperature. You have to be very careful and mindful of that. So obviously I've been sous vide cooking for years. And so I kind of already know that when I put my salmon in, you know, at 120 degrees, I only need to cook it to 45 degrees for the perfect you know, texture that I want. Or like for chicken, I cook it 130 for about an hour and a half to two hours. And that's how I cook my chicken. So it does take a little bit longer, but just make sure you Google. There are precise cooking times and temperatures for things. That is something not to forget about. And it's something that you really need to investigate and really do some research on. What I love about the Innova is built into the app besides being able to turn it on and control the temperature and time and it gives you notifications. They have thousands and thousands upon thousands of recipes in there. So you can just search like poultry, you can search fruit, you can search lots of different things. Um, I've even made um, some fruit simple syrups in the sous vide cooker with like strawberry syrup and maple syrup and different like things and I've been able to sous vide that and then I've brought it out and put it through a sieve and I've made a really nice like syrup. So there are lots of different things you can cook in sous vide. You can cook egg. I mean, you can pretty much cook anything. It's kind of like the new exciting thing to do. It's really fancy. It's high end. So even for like mixologists, I've been starting to see a lot more sous vide cocktails being made, even just putting the alcohol or whatever liqueur into the bag and doing some type of sous vide thing. That's pretty cool. I don't really use it for that purpose, but it's definitely um, a very versatile tool. So just make sure if you do invest in the Anova cooker, um, it does come with all those recipes. Um, on Google too, you can 
put in whatever recipe you're looking for and then just put Sue's feed and any so many recipes come up. It's it's a really great cooking technique, as I said. Um, some of my favorite recipes in sous vide that just don't taste like in any other cookie method, definitely chicken breast. Um, and I've been told this, actually, my nutritionist um, coach that I hired initially to deal with some of my GI issues as well as some of my overall wellness. Um, one of the biggest, um, complaints his clients get is that their chicken is dry and it doesn't taste well. And then when I had informed him about sous vide cooking, he actually invested in the equipment. It makes chicken breasts taste tender and amazing. And I don't cook with salt, sodium, something that I have as part of my diet in the food that's naturally occurring. And I, I do use some other condiments, but I just take my chicken breasts and, um, depending on what recipe I'm using, but uh, my favorite one is just some avocado oil, chili powder, garlic, um, and pepper. And I stick that in the bag and it just, it comes up so flavorful. It's not tasteless. It's tender. It's amazing. That's one of my favorite recipes. And obviously it's something I eat every day. Um, and I'm not tired of it. Um, I think (laughs) I've had chicken that's super dry and it's been disgusting and it's because it's not sous vide. So Suvita is the way to go for chicken breast, especially. I've done a lot of um, fish in the sous vide. Um, I definitely think uh, ahi tuna comes out really good that way. Salmon is just amazing. Before I put my salmon in bags, I sprinkle it with lots and lots of dill and pepper and a little bit of garlic. I put it in the bags and then I spray it with avocado oil and then I put some lemon juice. And what's really nice about having a food saver system is when you vacuum seal, you can click moist. And so it doesn't take out all that moisture when you're vacuum sealing it. And the whole purpose of vacuum sealing that food is that way it's not, it's more indirect to the heat, even though it's immersed in there, it's not exactly touching the heat source um, directly. So that's kind of like another cool thing about why things come out so tender. And because you're cooking them low and slow, it just, it melts in your mouth. I've also um, got the rabbit loin before in the past and wrapped it in bacon. I've done quail. I mean, I've, I've cooked pheasant. I've probably cooked like every type of meat in a sous vide cooker just because it just tastes amazing. Um, like I said a minute ago, I have done some things with some fruit and such. And I know some people who have done like pulled pork, um, brisket, Um, I heard brisket comes out really good sous vide. Um, There's just like a lot of different things you can do sous vide. Oh, another thing that I made that I just remembered was I did steak and chicken fajitas in there. And I actually put the marinade and the bell peppers and everything in there. And the other trick to sous vide cooking. So when it's finished cooking, (laughs) I turn it off and I immediately pull out the bags. Because if you leave them in there, they're still going to cook. So think about the carryover heat and all that thing that goes on with cooking. So I take them out and put them on like paper towels and, or, you know, kitchen towels and dry them off really well. And then if I'm going to store them, I put them in the freezer or, you know, if I'm going to eat them later, I put them in the fridge. But if you are going to serve it, another trick um, that sometimes, well, usually there's a finishing with any sous vide cooking is you take, um, like say you do a steak, actually steak sous vide is really, really good. So you take the steak out of the vacuum seal bag and you just heat up. I I like to do it in a cast iron pan. I heat it really, really, really high and I put like cracked pepper 
on the pan and I let it like sizzle really, really intensely. And then I take that steak that just came out of the sous vide and I lightly brown it and crisp it. Not super long. I don't want to cook it anymore, but really it's just like that finishing touch. I've done that with quail. I've put them in, in the broiler just to kind of crisp up on the edges because I wrap them in bacon. Um, so think about finishing. Um, any recipe will come with options for finishing. Um, it just adds that extra flavor and extra texture at the end. But to me, it's just, it's the best way to cook anything. Um, I can't say anything bad about sous vide. I don't think there's anything that I've ever cooked sous vide that hasn't just come out melt in your mouth delicious. I've done goat sous vide. I mean, I've done everything sous vide. It's, it's a really awesome way to cook and it's, I do it on the counter. So it's not on the stovetop. Um, I can put it, do its thing. I don't have to sit there and stir things. I don't have to flip things. I don't have to go and check on things. Like I basically set the temperature I want. I vacuum still those bags. Once it's the temperature, I immerse them in the, the cooking vessel and I set the timer and I do whatever else I'm doing that day. And so to me, it's like just an amazing way to cook that I don't have to worry about monitoring the entire time. And so I can dedicate my time to other things as busy as I am. So sous vide is an amazing way to cook. I know this was a little bit different, but I'm just thinking about all the tips that I've been sharing with you all the last couple months around like raising your own food and thinking about things and even just in preparation for your garden and anything that you're growing. Like this is a really great way to prepare it to serve and there are lots of herbs you can put in things. Um, all I can say is anything you put in that vacuum seal bag will be exasperated and much more flavorful with the process of sous vide cooking and everything just comes out super tender, flavorful and melt in your mouth. Like I said, I do the sous vide chicken. This is what I eat almost every evening. I go back and forth between salmon sous vide and chicken sous vide. Um, but essentially I just mix that with um, not even warmed up because I usually do a salad um, just with some like kale and arugula and some bell pepper and cucumber, I put the chicken sous vide or the salmon sous vide over, and I don't even eat salad dressing <laughs> when it's too much salt and usually has added things that upset my really sensitive GI. But I literally just eat it maybe with a little bit more lemon juice and a little bit more avocado oil, but really it's so flavorful that I don't need to add anything to it. So hopefully you learned a thing or two about sous vide cooking. If you want to do something fa fancy and press those you love with a really awesome dinner, sous vide cooking's the way to go. I think it's a great investment. Um, I use my sous vide cooker. I literally eat sous vide every day. So I use my sous vide cooker pretty regularly. Um, make sure you clean that out. I think people think it's hot and they pull out the sous vide precision cooker and they don't actually clean it. The Anova cooker that I have actually comes apart and you can clean the little coils really well and you can make sure you sanitize it. So just make sure you think about sanitation because you are cooking at a lower temperature. Make sure you use any kind of food grade bags. Um, but literally you can go to Costco, get your food saver. On Amazon, you can get your Nova cooker and you're ready to rock and roll with sous vide cooking. So thank you for listening to Farm Chica's podcast, focusing on sous vide cooking. I hope you learned a thing or two and that maybe this will be a method that you use in the future. Let me know how it goes. Feel free to always reach out to me at rdelgado 
8505 at gmail.com. And I look forward to sharing some more future tips with you. You have a wonderful time and enjoy spring in the air.